Colossians 1.22 He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. So verse 22, again, is part of this short three-verse transition set, 21 to 23, transitioning from the supremacy of Christ in 15 to 20 to Paul's ministry to the Colossians in 24 through chapter 2, verse 5. And 21 gave the former state of the Colossians. At one time, you were so far apart from God that you were enemies of him in your minds. And that was seen in your evil deeds. And now he has now, or he has at the present time, reconciled you in his body of flesh by his death. Again, this of flesh statement, his body of flesh is not a throwaway. It was important that God, that Jesus Christ came as fully God and fully man. That the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, took upon himself human flesh, human nature. Because in that body, there's a reconciling, a bringing back of an alienated people. We saw uh, the, the idea of reconciling in verse 20 being more of a putting things to right. Now in verse 22, it, it is here a taking people who were far off from God and bringing them back into right relationship with him. And his death did that. And the reason that he did that, the reason he took a far off people and brought them close is in order to present them holy and blameless and above reproach before him. What a trifecta of uh, qualities here, holy, set apart, kept from sin, blameless, no bad marks against them. And above reproach, uh, this word anegkletos is uh, the, the, this idea from a legal setting of bringing a charge against. So you're set apart, there's no fault found in you, and people can't bring a charge against you because... Not because you have lived a perfect life, not because you've overcome all of your sin struggles, but because you are found in Jesus Christ. It is in his body of flesh that we are reconciled to God. Again, my friend Nick Rowan has the phrase, what's ours is his and what's his is ours. So, what is ours, the alienation, the hostility of mine, the evil deeds, was put upon him. What's ours is his. He took it on the cross. And what's his is ours. His holiness, his blamelessness, his irreproachability is now ours in Christ. And he did it in order to present us before him. So uh, Joe Rigney has summed up the message of the, the Bible in this phrase, kill the dragon, get the girl. What he means is defeat evil and death forevermore and get the church. Jesus Christ came to redeem for himself a people. And we praise God for those things. And so how can we, how can we pray uh, in light of this verse, well, one, we can pray, thank God, thank you for the incarnation. Thank you for Jesus Christ coming in a body of flesh 
as it was necessary to do the work of reconciliation. Thank you for our unity with him and how in our unity with him, we he receives our alienation, our hostility of mind, our evil deeds, and, and took them upon himself, crucified them, and then gives us now holiness and blamelessness and irreproachability. God, I pray that you would help me to live out this new identity. The identity that I have in Christ, I pray that I would live out in actuality here on earth. Would you help me to live a set-apart life? Would you help me to live a blameless life? Would you help me to be above reproach? And when I am reproached, when I am accused of wrongdoing, I pray that it would be false and that I, I, the holiness that you've given me in Christ would shine through. It's Christ's name. And that's how we can pray from Colossians 1 verse 22.